Attend while in high school. Jumpstart your career. Your high tech training starts here. Van Buren Tech, your career, your future, your life. The Breakfast Club on WCSY FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises LLC. Welcome to The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good every Friday morning as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. Teresa Getman, Rosalie Placati, and Paul Leyendecker are your hosts on Cozy and the podcast at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at WhitefordWealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Now, today's Breakfast Club on Cozy. Well, good morning. I'm Paul A. Decker with Teresa R. Getman, Rosalie Picotti, off again this week. All this month is Black History Month, and our episodes focus on celebrating history, culture, diversity, and unity in the community. There it is again, Teresa. We'll start today by celebrating the Covert Township Historical Museum. Teresa, introduce us to our first guests. Well, I count it an honor and a privilege to introduce Kathy Green and LaDonna Golden and their museum volunteers. From, and they're on the advisory committee and they have been for a whopping 24 years. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Well, you know, 24 years sounds like a long time, but that's not when the museum started, is it? No. Tell us about that beginning, because I love a beginning. I love a good beginning. So talk to us about the starting of the museum and who it was started by and and how this all came about, because I got to tell you, I was not aware that Covert had a museum of this magnitude. Quite a few people didn't and still don't sometimes, I think. Kathy, you want to go? You want to go or you want me to go? Well, no, you go ahead because you got a good history down uh, for it. Well, I know it started in 1976, again, by Pearl Sarno. And I think it was about five of her lady friends. And Pearl was really passionate about preserving Covert's history and um, having things to future generations to know about Covert. And so... They started this museum, and they began to ask people to donate different things from their family and from their family history, to donate pictures, or whatever they had, um, artifacts, whatever they had to keep in the museum. So future generations will know exactly, you know, the rich history that we have. And that was in 1976. 1976. That um, that's... Uh... That's amazing. So where is the, you know, just where is the museum located and what all, how, you know, how big of a, of a uh, display do you have? Uh, well, we're right downtown in Covert, okay. next to what used to be the old fire station across from Dollar General. And well, now we have the entire building until 2010. We just had the upstairs because the Covert library was in the downstairs part. And oh. when they built the new library in 2010, 
we were then able to have the entire building. Uh-huh. So we have, yeah, we have a lot of things. We have a school room, a replica of a school room. We have a military room. We have a general store that's in the downstairs part. And has any, you would, they have things in the general store that you would normally see many years ago when you were going to a store, uh-huh. like a dime store or something like that. So we have a barn with farm pools that have been donated. And everything in our museum is donated by people. We didn't buy anything, so everything is donated. And people that wanted their things to go on, they gave it to the museum. I had no idea there was something that big. And you're telling me there's a barn, an Amish barn, I think? Amish barn, yes. We had the Amish people came and put up a a barn uh, next to the um, building, the museum building. And in that we have, like we said, we have all types of different old farm tools, plows, saws, just farm tools they used way back when, a long time ago, so... How yes. far do some of the things date back to? I, I'm just fascinated with history, and I'm just wondering how far back do you go? Mm. We might have things from the early oh, night. Do we have anything from the 1800s, Kathy? We have some things that are pretty far back because um, we have, like, um, in our display, we have some school books um, that are pretty old. And... Um, we do have things uh, coming forward, too. However, we do have some things that are dated quite far back. Uh, for instance, we have in the one room, uh, in the school room, we have old adding machines that are dating back quite far because they're the ones that have a whole bunch of keys on them. And, you know... I know that they're quite far back. Wow. Well, so what are you, what are you, I know everybody's different on what they love to study about history or what they love to, to, to see at museums. What are some of your favorite pieces? Um, if you're speaking to me, I like, I like you said, I'm really a history person. I really like working with history. But um, some of our uh, the favorite pieces that are in there, they have an old um, Victrola, I guess they called them way back then, and it still plays uh, with the big, I guess they call it the voice of music, the big microphone thing on it, and the little used to be a little dog or somehow it, it within <laughs> their Victrola too. But that is one of the things that really fascinates me is that. And that is, that's quite old. I think that might be back in the 40s or. So, LaDonna, is that still, I'm sure you probably have a a completely different item or something else that, or maybe it's the same one, but I want to give you an opportunity to, to shout out to your favorite piece in the museum. Well, I like looking at uh, the different pictures that we have. Um, the different uh, census records that we have that shows um, Culver's early integration and where black kids and the white kids went to school together, even back in the early 1800s when they first came here. And it was illegal at that time. 
And I, so I find that absolutely fascinating. And um, I always tell people that covert had don't ask, don't tell long before the military, because when they sent the census records into the state of Michigan, they simply gave the names and the grade levels, I think, and perhaps the genders of the children, but they never listed their race. And uh-huh. so I'm assuming that the state of Michigan figured, well, since it's illegal, all of these children must be white. Ah, okay. So that's the part that fascinates me, that I love the most. And that's the reason why we're in the museum in D.C. Oh, wait a minute. Tell tell us about that now. All right. Well, Annalisa, Annalisa Cox, wrote, Cox wrote the book, A Stronger Kinship. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? I have. It's uh, my mom's. Uh, we accidentally went. I've said this before. We accidentally we went to it on purpose and then found out my mom's in the book um, dancing. And OK, so, <laughs> so, yes. But um, I don't know all of what's transpired since then. So I love hearing about this. Right. Well, I know because of that, and I think Annalisa Cox, I think she had something to do with the beginning when they were starting to plan this museum. And so through her, they found out about COVID, and they thought that would be really an interesting thing uh, to have in their museum. So in January of 2014, they sent a truck from Maryland in January, and they came and they packed up, oh, I think a globe, a couple of old books, some census records, and the pictures where your mom is at to display in that museum there. Oh, wow. And this happened when, you said? Well, they came and got it in, I think the museum opened in 2016. But they came and got the things, our artifacts. They came to our museum. Wow. And got the artifacts. And Kathy and I were there in January. We watched them, which was fascinating, how they packed, very carefully packed all of these things, I think, like I said, and put them in these boxes. And they transported them back to Maryland, where they stayed in a facility there before they were moved to when the museum was completed and they moved to the museum in DC. That's pretty impressive. And so if you're taking your trip to DC, you can see your own little part of covert right there. Yes. Um, yeah, I, so, well, you're not open currently, so I can't send people down there right now. Right but now. are opening you know, we'll be waiting with bated breath for you to open in May. in May, in May, in May. Okay. So if somebody wants to know more or, or get in touch, how would they do that? Okay, Teresa, uh, can I tell you that, um, first of all, we're actually on um, Facebook, but we're also... We could give them our um, email address to get in touch with us. Okay. And uh, that is Covert Historical Museum at gmail.com. And if they've had questions or wanted to get in touch with us, we'd appreciate it if they would send it first to the email until we open up because our phones and everything, nothing's on in there. We use stuff in there in the winter. So, uh, but after we open, our phone number is 269-764-1902. 
And um, another way, uh, thing that I would need to tell you is that we are on Facebook, and uh, just recently, um, with the help, of course, of my daughter helps me, uh, we have hooked the Facebook site and uh, the National uh, Museum of African American History uh, webpage uh, to our webpage. So they can go on there uh, and look in the uh, Facebook part. We'll give you a lot of pictures, stories that I've written about the past history of Colbert. Old cars, the buildings that were there that are no longer there, way quite a ways back in history in, into the 1800s. So that would be one way of them uh, seeing a lot of our history. And also, it, uh, I was re really um, impressed that she could hook uh, the museum uh, in D.C.'s um, website to our website. You can go in and search for items, and those uh, items that are in our display are on uh, the website. Well, Mrs. Golden and Mrs. Green, we are at the end of our show, but I want to ask just real quick, where do they find you on Facebook? Is it the Covert Historical Museum? Yes. The yes. Covert Historical Museum, uh, if they put, put that in there, um, it will come up on Facebook. However, anybody that's already on Facebook, uh, I answer things back and forth to them all the time because... If they're on Facebook, our site can come up where they can just put a, tap our site. Okay. Well, thank you for that, and thank you for uh, being on our show this morning. Well, thank you. Reach out to us with ideas and comments. You can email the Breakfast Club at wcsy.com. All together, no spaces, the Breakfast Club at wcsy.com. We'll be back in two minutes. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at Vassar Chiropractic. Chiropractic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. This is The Breakfast Club on Super Hits, 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. And now back to The Breakfast Club on Cozy. 
Thanks for listening to our show on Cozy FM Friday mornings at 8.30, streaming and podcast at WCSY.com. Just click where you see shows and The Breakfast Club. I'm Paul A. Decker. Rosalie Picotti is off today, and Teresa R. Getman's right alongside. And um, Teresa, where's our guest? Well, Paul, an interesting thing happened on the way to the show today. Um, we lost our guest, not physically, <laughs> but... Uh, metaphorically, you know, Rosalie went on vacation and things went to heck in a ham. Right. Yes. Yes. Well put. And so what are we going to do? I've been thinking about that. And I thought, you know, I think we should spice things up while Rosalie's out of town and we can't get in trouble because she'll never know. Right. (laughs) Right. So I thought this show in Black History Month, I thought, okay, we're celebrating Black History Month. Let's see. I'm going to call somebody randomly who I think has quite a bit of knowledge on several, several different um, subjects, but I'm just going to ask them what their thoughts are and, and share with me some things about black history. And I think I'm going to call my cousin Scott. So let me dial him up real quick here and maybe he'll answer. Maybe he won't. But if he doesn't, <laughs> if I have your number, I might be calling you. So you better hope Scott answers. Hello. Hey, Scott. Um, uh, it's me, Teresa. How you doing, How you, Teresa? What did I catch you in the middle of? Well, I just got through delivering um, um, the packages on my job, and I was just about to go home. I got in my car, and you called me. Well, I have you on our radio show. <laughs> Live, (laughs) not live, kind of live. And uh, we are celebrating Black History Month. And we kind of had a little snafu and I thought, you know, I'm going to spice things up and I'll call somebody I think has some knowledge and something to share about Black History Month. So, honey, that's you. So. Wow. Oh, my. Surprise. Surprise. All right. Talk to me because I know you collect things um, and you uh, read up on all kinds of things. So, and, and I know black history is uh, near and dear to your heart. So share something with us, share some nuggets. Okay. Well, there are a plethora of things I do know about black history, but what comes to mind right now is my dad. Oh, oh, let's celebrate uncle Harvey. Yes. My father, Harvey Williams was, um, born um, in Mississippi, and um, he was um, he was raised by his great uncle and great aunt, and they lived on a sharecropper's plantation. Mm-hmm. And he actually had to pick cotton every day and quit school in the third grade to work there. And um, and that was a very uh, tough time for him. Wow. Okay. So, what year was that? That was uh, circa nineteen. 19- 38, 39. Whoa. He was only like seven or eight, eight years old. You know, it kind of, I think that's not so far away to know somebody's picking cotton on a, you know, it's just, my brain doesn't get those yeah. dates, you know, uh, it, I go, that's not like far away. That's not like a long time. You're right. You're right. But so yeah. he, yeah, those were tough times for him, but well, I mean, he went on to do, I mean, his, his life progressed and great things happened his life yes he um they 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 were there for a while and did not get a share of the crop 
which was what it was set based all about. And whenever they would um, ha- um, get their uh, their vegetables and corn to go get it milled into town, in order for them to get it milled, they would have to give the people at the store half of everything that was milled up. So, um, so they were ripped off, never got anything at the end. And my great uncle and um, his wife moved to um, Covert, Michigan, and that's where my father got his raising at. And he went into the military, and he used to work at um, 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 different businesses in South Haven. He um, and uh, did some wonderful things for only having a third grade education. But he finally completed his education in 1979 and got his um, high school diploma. Oh my goodness. I did not know that. And it's really interesting because I really didn't know he moved to covert, which was what our last show previous show was about was covert history. And so, yeah. Yeah. And you have, did you know that covert had a museum? I did. And I've been there. Well, okay. See, now you know why I called him (laughs) because I'm like, who knew, (laughs) but um, yeah. So your father worked at several places in South Haven. Did he not? Yes, he did. Would you like to know the places? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. He worked at, um, there was a basket company in the early, uh, um, in the, in the late fifties. And uh, when he got out of the military, he, he, um, um, was honorably discharged. He worked at a basket company called Williams Basket Company. It was on Williams Street in South Haven, Michigan, where when the ships would come in right there where the, uh, idler is at. Um, people would sell baskets. And so they sold to the people that came in on the ships, a ship called the South Haven, Chicago ship. And um, he worked there for a while. Then he worked at a mink company in covert where um, they would catch the little minks and dealt with that. Okay. Yeah. Don't go into that. We might have, but wait a minute. Okay. I I just got to say Harvey Williams worked at Williams on Williams. Yes. Okay. And I, I'm got to stop you because there was a mink company in Covert. Yes, yes, they had lots of minks there. Had them shipped in and sold them um, when the boats would come in. So okay, but I know he also worked at I want to say Palisades. He worked at Palisades Nuclear Plant as a security guard for Burns International Security mm-hmm. for uh, 15 years, and um, he also. Um, did part-time do, on the weekends in the National Guard. He would go to Camp Grayling for two weeks, once a year, but he was very active in the National Guard throughout all of that. And he was an auxiliary police officer in the summertime uh, um, for the South Haven um, Police Department. Wow. Wow. That, and goodness, a third grade education. And yeah. we think we have it hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Okay. All right. Harvey Williams. That is a, that's a life well lived. Um, one of the nicest people I know was uncle Harvey. So I appreciate you celebrating your dad, anyone else or any other nuggets or things. Cause I didn't, when you said sharecropper, I just, I never stopped to think of what that word meant. Would you like me to clear that up a little bit? Uh, Well, yes. Go by all means. 
Well, um, when um, when uh, Abraham Lincoln um, signed the Emancipation Proclamation, he uh, um, the word didn't get down to Galveston, Texas, for two to three years. So that's why the, um, they have a celebration called Juneteenth, and, yes. and because they get to celebrate longer because they did not they were not free because the cavalry uh, soldiers didn't couldn't reach down there. So um, um, they couldn't keep people slaves anymore so they changed the name of it and called them sharecroppers they're going to give them a share of the croppers of, of the crops aha uh-huh. and you're saying that some people didn't get the share of the crop obviously uh, uh, they got they never got the share they still were they still were like living in like slaves but they just could not be slaves because of the emancipation proclamation was signed by abraham lincoln and um and so and they had nowhere to go so they had to stay right there on the farm with the, um, the plantation owner and live there. Well, we, we have a few more minutes, so I'm going to let you pick and choose. You want to surprise us with something, have some interesting facts we may not know or highlight somebody or something. You know, yes. You know what? I don't know if you all know about the Jim Crow laws. Nope. I'm not, um, I couldn't verbatim repeat anything okay. from it, but so I'm sure we'd love to hear. Jim Crow was a white individual that dressed up like a black man and did dancing on stage. He put black soot makeup on his face and they called him Jim Crow. And there were laws that said, these laws were set in place and said whites had drinking fountains and blacks had drinking fountains. Whites had a part in the, in the um, restaurant to eat at and blacks had to sit in the kitchen if they wanted to come in there and sit. And um, all these laws and were set up, and there's a museum at Ferris State that mm. um, that, that 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 has a thing, uh, an exhibit called Hateful Things, and it's all dealing with the Jim Crow uh, laws. And people can uh, rent that out and bring it to their place, and people can view the different exhibits that are in there. But the Jim Crow laws were some very bad things that people couldn't drink out of. Uh, blacks couldn't drink out of white fountains that were named logoed white um, drinking fountains versus the black drinking fountains. When you think about, though, the, we talked about years 39. This was like in my lifetime. When I think about, you know, 1964, that uh-huh. is um, that's not long ago, really. Yeah. It's not long. That, ago. That so that's a- why we celebrate celebrate Black History Month, because. I mean, it wasn't that long ago and we want to be intentional about the contributions that African-Americans made to this country and that we just might not know. And unless you're intentional or purposeful about finding these things out, um, you, you won't know. And so I'm going to put it out there as much as I can, not because I'm black, but because it's right so thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you being our um, surprise, surprise guest. guest. On this our last just, guest. That was so, so <laughs> nice. I was like, he is not going to take this call. He's going to say, hang up right now. <laughs> but you did. Thank you so much, Scott Williams. Neil Scott Williams, my yes. first cousin, and one wonderful contribution to not only our town, but our state and our country. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
All right. We love it when you share ideas and comments. Email the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. You'll find podcasts of the shows on the website as well, WCSY.com. And for more inspiration from Teresa R. Getman, visit EnterprisesLLC.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club, highlighting what's good every Friday morning at 830 as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic chiropractic experience vassarchiropractic.com join us again next friday at 8 30 for the breakfast club on super hits 103.7 cozy fm find a podcast of today's show at wcsy.com the south haven bangor and st joseph banking centers a division of sturgis bank believes in community that's why they're proud to sponsor the new breakfast club friday mornings at 8 30 on cozy fm At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Whiteford Wealth Management, they have the pleasure of serving clients in nearly half of the country from their beloved South Haven. Rest assured, with Whiteford Wealth Management, you will always get simple, candid advice based on the wealth of knowledge and experience in tax, legal, and investments. Clients trust Whiteford Wealth Management with their life savings, and they earn that trust by recommending products that that they use themselves. Whiteford Wealth Management. Let them help you build wealth. Whitefordwealth.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy. The Breakfast Club on WCSY-FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises, LLC.